It's week four of the Texas high school football season in Central Texas, and we got a huge slate of games to talk about this week on the Central Texas Football Podcast. Hello, everyone. Ryan Fox here, joined alongside Kenny Heath. And Kenny, how you doing today? I'm doing good, Foxy. Uh, excited. We got some good games. We got some rivalries uh, coming up this week, and uh, it's going to be fun. And yes, yeah, so there's a huge slate of games here. A lot of ranked matchups across, you know, 3A through 4A, especially a lot of great games. It's going to be a really fun episode today as we are already four weeks into the season, just like that. And we're, you know, we're full steam ahead for all football. We're four weeks into the high school football season, week three of college is coming up, and then week two of the NFL. So football season is in full swing, the best time of the year. So. Uh, today's episode, we're going to be covering games and our pickums as usual. And of course, as always, we will start out with our Matt Step question of the week. And the question for Mr. Step was Is there anything in particular that you want to talk about regarding the Central Texas football season or the Central Texas football across week four? And his answer was District 12 6A. It's a district that's it's a district on the whole that is hard to read. I still think Temple and Harker Heights are the teams to beat, and we will learn a lot about both with their tough games this week. Of course, you know, Temple will be playing Arlington Martin, a tough game, and Harker Heights will be on the road against Odessa Permian, which that will be another tough test as well. Uh, Hutto, to me, this is uh, Matt Stepp, Hutto, to me, seems like the third-best team early on, but that fourth spot could really be up for grabs as I don't think anyone has separated themselves. That's a good point by Matt, and um, honestly, looking looking at this District 12-6A, for me, that fourth spot, I think I think the Brian Vikings have this one. Yeah, and we're fixing to find out because they're, they're going to start playing each other now. The district starting is going to start shake uh, things are going to start shaking out. We're, we're going to see uh, how that all ends up. It, it's the it's the biggest district across Central Texas. One of the few six A's that we cover. It's going to be really interesting to see. I, I I guess I agree. It is it is pretty top heavy, but we'll just have to see how it plays out. And then uh, before we get to our week four previews, Kenny had a chance to sit down with Tommy Davis. He is a sports radio host at KMVL 100.5 FM to talk about the one of the games we'll be previewing this week, the Martin-Centerville game, as well as the Franklin and Jefferson ball game. Here's Kenny's interview with Tommy Davis. Okay, I'm here with Tommy Davis from KMVL 100.5. Tommy, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. So Tommy is our uh, residential expert on Centerville, so we, we thought we'd have him on to talk about Centerville Mart and uh, Franklin Jasper. So uh, what, are you, what are you thinking about this matchup this week between Mart and Centerville? Man, this is going to be a great game. I've had the opportunity to cover Mart the last, oh, three or four years. They've played both Centerville and Franklin, uh, so I've seen them quite a bit in the last few years. And uh, we've seen Centerville once already this year with Buffalo the opening weekend. Um, it, it, I'm looking forward to the game. We've got that game uh, coming up this week. So it uh, should be a great game. More March, really. March, March. Everybody knows how good March is. Uh, but uh, we're really looking forward to it. So I guess when you, when you talk about Centerville, it kind of starts and ends with their uh, running back, Paxton Hancock. He's almost rushed. He's rushed for over 600 yards in three games this year. Uh, was Tell us about him. Did you notice him last year? Was he a big contributor last year for Centerville? 
he was he was injured uh, even as a freshman he was he was a breakout kid uh, but sometime either I think it was his sophomore year he was injured or it might have been last year um, didn't get to play just a whole lot but he's been he's been one of those that even you know coming into his freshman year and watching him run his freshman year you knew he was going to be special um, luckily for Centerville they've got probably four or five backs they can depend on now um, Hancock's the main one but they've got some backs that can also give him some rest which this time of year isn't that big a deal but if you can get that rest in that means that you know he can go further into the playoffs without you know getting getting tired so we talked to coach uh, Hoffman earlier and uh, he was really complimentary on Centerville how tough their guys were and uh, you know how they're they're really gonna bring it to them and uh, really confident like the coaching over there has that just always been the, the style over there with centerville hard-nosed yeah, kids man. yeah they've always been a you know a, a slot tier wing t type offense that's big on the offensive defensive line and uh trying to find you know trying to find that talented one or two or three running backs um they don't throw the ball very much uh, maybe you know maybe two or three times a game but they're kind of like franklin uh in that same type of scheme uh they run the ball 95 percent of the time uh and and just dare you to stop them and and they've got the 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 size up front to uh push people around and that creates you know great opportunities for kids like Hancock. okay well speaking of franklin uh i guess when you talk about franklin you talk about bryson washington uh man they're on a roll uh started off you know three and oh this year uh, are they healthy i've heard that maybe there's some injuries over there how are they looking this week I saw Bryson went down with an injury in the game this past Friday night. I guess the eyeball, um, like a, a leg injury, but he came back and, and finished the game. He was out for maybe a quarter. Um, I haven't noticed anything else. That was the first game I've had with Franklin this week. And we had several games with him last year, including the state championship game. And he was, you know, the district MVP last year coming back, Bryson, Washington. Um, but he came back against the game and, and had a couple of touchdown runs. Uh, one of them was fairly long, but they, I mean, they look good. Franklin, Franklin's Franklin, kind of like Centerville. You know, it's it's uh, mainly the the wing T or slot T type offense, and you know what's coming. They'll, you know, they had a, a great backside pass on a fourth and 13 or fourth and 16 Friday night that they really, I think they were up by five until that touchdown pass. Uh, they broke it open for them late. But they're mainly a run-type offense, um, and they'll surprise you occasionally with a pass. But hadn't hadn't really noticed many injuries with them just yet other than Washington, but he came back to finish up the game. Okay, man, Tommy, we appreciate you hopping on, and uh, hopefully we'll get to talk to you on down the line maybe uh, when Centerville and Franklin get in the playoffs. Yeah, sounds good. Looking forward to it. And that was Kenny's interview with – Tommy Davis, again, he is a radio host at KMVL 100.5 FM. We appreciate him for joining us on the show today. And now let's move on to our week four preview. We'll start out with a big one here, a 4A versus 3A clash in Central Texas. The La Vega Pirates on the road against the Lorena Leopards. And uh, Kenny, looking at this game, you know, you look at La Vega – they're, and they're one and two. When's the last time you could say that about the Pirates? But again, you look at who they played. They lost in comeback fashion in week two to one of their rivals in Connolly, 
who is currently 3-0. and And then they lost big last week against Midlothian Heritage on the road, 41-14. That loss kind of surprised me. Yeah, and they're coming into this week probably licking their wounds uh, a little bit. Uh, they're probably going to play pissed off. Yeah, they're going to be uh, you're going to be mad. And I think the key is they've got to get Bryson Rowland going, mm-hmm. and they're going to play better defense. You know that 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 game last week that wasn't uh, La Vega defense that we're used to seeing. And I think the big key for them is they're going to have to uh, kind of contain the big three headed monster that Lorena has with their quarterback, wide receiver, running back. Gem- that Generals and Porter duo, QB yeah. receiver, one of the best, probably if not the best in Class 3A. Yeah, and then Case and Taylor has rushed for a bunch of yards against West, 171 last week. So they got their work cut out for them. But I think the key for them is to play a better play. You know, obviously you're gonna have to play better defense, but get Bryson Rowland going. Then on the flip side for Lorena, they start off the season uh, with a loss at China Spring. No shame in that. And since then, they've gotten two solid wins. They went on the road in week two against West and won a tight one, 21 to 15 against, which again you and I think a very good West team, especially yes. defensively. And then they got a big win on the road last week, 58 to 30 against Cedar Hill TLC. So you know. Back-to-back wins against two very solid programs. So that that just makes for, an, for a very fun and intriguing matchup here. Uh, who do you have taking this one, Kenny? I got La Vega uh, just simply because they're La Vega. And uh, nothing against Lorena. They're a top 10, 3AD1 team, defending state champ. But I'm going to go with La Vega in this one. I'm going to take the Pirates as well to get back in the win column and then improve to 2-2 two and two before – well, actually, they're in a five-team district, so I don't think they start district for another week or two. Yeah, they got a while. So, and then our next game will be a huge 4A clash, 3-0 China Spring, ranked number two in the state against ranked number 10 in the state, 3-0 Connolly. And, again, another fun matchup in Central Texas. Yeah, and the big question again here is, is Jelani McDonald, yes. McDonald healthy? Because that's – for Conley, that's the key. That's their guy. That's their, uh, their you know, Kiefer Sibley stud running back. But I, I think they're a holy, they're a totally different team without McDonald in there. And they got, I mean, you look at their last two weeks alone, and it's just staggering. They won both games in comeback fashion. They came back from behind against the aforementioned La Vega Pirates to win 35-34. And last week they won in comeback fashion against a – 3A Cameron Yo team that has one of the top offenses in the state at any level, averaging well over 60 points per game. So, you know, this is a team that defensively probably has some questions, but they're regardless of they have Jelani McDonald or not, they ha- they're a very high-flying offense. But, yes, that is the biggest question. But, you know, on the flip side for China Spring, I mean, they've had an exceptional start the, to the year. I mean, Cash McCollum transfer from Wimberley has fell right in to this Cougar offense. I mean, they're averaging 48 points per game. Yeah, and you look at Conley, uh, played Yo La Vega. Well, guess what? It gets harder because mm-hmm. now you have the defending 4A D2 state championship come, champion come to town. And like you said, uh, Cash McCollum that went for 336 last week and five TDs. And uh, Trey Hafford, nine catches for 224 yards and three TDs. So that's going to be a good matchup. Kobe Black and uh, Trey Hafford, I don't know if they're going to follow him around the field or how that's going to work out. That'll that'll be a fun matchup. I mean, it's a game that, yes, it it is intriguing. But honestly, regardless of whether Connolly has Jelani McDonald, I think China Spring does win this one handily. I'll take the Cougars by 14 in this one. Yeah, I'll take China Spring also. Uh, You know, one other factor is uh, 
Kobe Black on special teams. I mean, he can he can take a kick to the house. So uh, they're going to need that type of scores to, to to stay in it. But yeah, I'm going to go with China Spring also. Yeah, th- it, again, this is going to be a fun matchup. And again, if Jelani McDonald does not play, I think it takes a little bit of the luster out of this game. But if he does play, you know, I think. We don't know for sure, but I think they might be a little bit hesitant about starting him because they don't want him. If it is a serious injury or something that you know could be reaggravated, they probably just want to prevent that because hopefully they just look at it through the scope of the bigger picture and like they just keep him healthy for you know district. But I think either way, this will be a fun matchup. But I think I'm with you. I think by the fourth quarter, I think China Spring will pull away by a score or two. And then our third game will be a District 7 3A Division 1 clash between the Whitney Wildcats and the West Trojans. And before we dive into this one, uh, Kenny had a chance to sit down with the head coach of the West Trojans, Coach David Woodard, and we'll have that for you right now. Okay, I'm here with Coach Woodard, head football coach, athletic director, West Trojans. Coach, how you doing today? I'm doing well. How about y'all? Pretty good. So, Coach, you're coming off a of bye week. Uh, before that, you had Lorena in a pretty tough game there. Uh, did you come out of there pretty healthy, looking good going into Friday night? You know, we did. We came out healthy, and, and uh, you know, uh, it, it was a tough game. You know, uh, up front on both sides of football, they're really, really good and, uh, you know, presented some challenges for us. But, uh, uh, you know, our, our kids play hard. And, and, you know, big thing when, when you come out of those non-district games is, is you want to be healthy heading into your district race. And, uh, you know, we were fortunate enough to have a bye week last week to kind of, uh, you know, give us a little bit of a break and work on some things that we needed to work on and uh, you know looking forward to getting district started this week coach so you got Whitney this week and it's turned into be a pretty good last four years y'all have kind of swapped back and forth well you're on a two-game win streak uh and sometimes you know there's not a whole lot of points scored in this game is that just because y'all are so close together and these kids know each other and it's just a a pretty big rivalry you know it is I I think this game brings out the best in both teams. Uh, it's uh, you know it is a big rivalry game. Our kids know each other. We play each other, and uh, everything all year long. They play all year long. They played summer ball together. They you know they you know they know they know each other better probably than they know their own teammates. And so uh, you know it's one of those things. That it, it's it's for bragging rights. And, and uh, you know I think both teams and, and both sets of coaches really understand the importance of it. A that it is a rivalry game, but B it's it's a big district game that has a lot to do with playoff seating and. Uh, it's one of those games that you really want to win to, to be able to give yourself, uh, you know, a little bit better seed as you head into the playoffs. And so, uh, you know, it's excited for this week. And, uh, you know, it's a little unique starting district as early as we are starting district this year. And so, you know, that, that just adds a little bit more to it, I think. Coach, tell me about your running backs. It seems like every year you've got a dude that can really run the ball. Like, do you identify these guys like in middle school and you're like, hey, we need to get this guy over to the running back spot because he could help us out when he gets early? It seems like every year y'all got a dude at running back. You know, we do, and we're fortunate of that. And it's, uh, you know, it's been, you know, it, it's kind of been unique because the guy we have now, senior TJ McCutcheon, he, he's been on varsity since he's a freshman. And, and uh, you know, he's been one of those guys that, that's been a big part of, of what we do. And, uh, you know, some of our running backs we found by accident. You know, Trey Yannick, who we had a couple of three years ago, he was a guy that was a receiver. And, you know, we moved him to running back to, in, in practice when he was a sophomore as a scout team guy. And, and he was hard for us to tackle. And we just, you know, so so it, it, it is, you know, sometimes we identify those guys early and know that that's what we're going to be and you know sometimes you get lucky and you find them uh you 
know, doing some other stuff and practice when they're young. And so, but, you know, as much as we do want to run the football, we really work hard to try to find those guys to figure out uh, who we can put there, who, who's the guy that, that can, uh, you know, handle the stuff that we try to do in our scheme and, and brings the most to our offense in that spot. Okay, so going back to Whitney, uh, what do you expect out of Coach Haynes and his guys? You know, it, I expect it to be a tough game. You know, uh, uh, with what they do offensively and how fast they play and, and, and the way they stretch the field on you off in, uh, vertically and horizontally, uh, man, it, it really puts you in a bind defensively. I mean, it, it, uh, uh, I mean, it makes you have to defend everything and, and, and take care of uh, – your assignment as quickly as you can, and uh, I, I think that's the biggest part of it is, is with the speed at which they play, it, it puts you in a bind. And you know, and defensively, uh, you got some guys over there that can play and make plays. You know, the secondary is solid with, with with what they do, and and and, and, and Trey Haynes at linebackers as a guy that, that makes plays and they move them all over the field to do some stuff. And so, and it, it, it's going to be one of those things where uh, you know we used our bye week last week to try to be more consistent at doing our job right and uh, you know that's one of the biggest things that we're going to have to do this week is, is we're going to have to do our job and we're going to have to do it right and we're going to have to do it right a lot of times to be able to uh, you know give ourselves a chance in this game to be successful coach we appreciate you hopping on and hopefully we're going to talk to you later on down the road come playoff time that sounds good sure appreciate it thanks for all y'all do and that was kenny's interview with the head coach of the west trojans coach david woodard and now let's dive into this game again the whitney wildcats will be on the road here as this game will be played at trojan stadium on the campus of west high school and you know kenny you know this is a rivalry game maybe a lot of people outside of central texas don't realize this but the wildcats and trojans whenever they play at least in recent memory it's usually a pretty exciting game three out of the last four matchups have been decided by eight points or less Mm -hmm. you know it's it's been and it's split two two but again when you look at west they have a lot more experience returning on their side and you know and then looking at Whitney, like this is a young team, but they're putting up 44 points per game on off- on offense with a sophomore quarterback. But I think despite that, they're still trying to figure out their identity and trying to figure out you know what works best for the personnel that they have because there's a lot of new starters. Because we talked about it earlier in the season, this Wildcat team, they returned three or four of their starters along the offensive line from last year. But the skill positions, quarterback, running back, wide receivers all across the board is pretty much brand new. So... You know, they're still trying to figure things out, put their young cogs in the right places and just keep that offense going. But, you know, as they're trying to figure that out, 44 points per game is not very bad when you're trying to figure things out. No, and, you know, they kind of laid a, a goose egg opening week, and I think they know that. They, they could play it a lot better. But I think coming into this game, it's at West. They're going to want to run the ball like they did against Hillsborough and try to pick their spots with their, their playmaker wide receivers. they got a lot of speed. And I think that's another key for West. That they want to control the line of scrimmage yes. and try to contain that speed that Whitney has because they've got three dudes that can flat out run. And so, to me, uh, I think both teams are going to want, want to run the ball, and they're both going to play solid defense. And I, I really see another low-scoring game. Yes. Uh, it may be 17-3, to three, but I just don't see a barn burner like – Uh, some of these other games we're seeing yeah exactly and then again this is a game like most other games but again looking at recent memory this is a game that has been won and lost in the trenches for both teams and you know west again they have cash fuller one of the best offensive linemen offensive linemen in class 3a so he's going to be you know the anchor for that offensive line 
But the the front seven is the strength of this Wildcat defense as well. So that matchup will be very exciting to see as well. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Cash Fuller will play defense tackle also. And, yes. you know, Whitney's got a pretty good uh, – tackle and they've actually moved him in the guard a couple you know different plays i think all of hillsborough he played guard and uh, he pulled a lot and man his <laughs> he was he was murdering kids uh, it was hard not to giggle when you watch the highlights from that game but it's yeah i think you're right the uh, whitney's defense i think is very good and i think west has a very good defense I mean, it, this wildcat defense is giving up through three weeks is giving up only 12 points per game so you know that this is a defense that can play and a defense that can fly to the football but then Another thing you got to look at when you, you know, when you look at this game is West is coming off a of bye week. They've had two extra weeks to heal up, and you know watch the film and prepare for this game. So does is that an advantage having that extra week? Me personally, I think so. Yeah, and I think so. They're going to come in as Coach Woodard said. They're relatively healthy. Um, yes. If I'm West, I'm wanting to stop the run, and I'm, you're going to want to make Whitney's sophomore quarterback, Mason Seeley, make some plays. And I think he can make the plays, but, you know, he's a young kid. He's probably going to make a couple of mistakes too. Yeah. So I think both teams are going to want to stop. I mean, used to back in the day is like if you wanted to beat West, you better be able to stop them from running the ball, and you better be able to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of maybe falling into that uh, category for Whitney this year. You, you know, make them throw the ball. At the at the end of the day, looking at this game, all things considered, I think West probably at least up front it will probably maybe a little bit too much for this young Whitney secondary or young Whitney front seven, and you know vice versa with the their young offensive line that they have. So I I think again that I'm with you. This will probably be low scoring, maybe a 14 to 10 or a 21 to 14 type of game. But uh, I think at home and with the extra week of preparation, I think West takes us one by one score. Yeah, I agree. I, uh, you know, just those dudes over there in West, they're battle tested. They went four rounds deep last, or regional finals last year. So uh, look for David Haynes to have a big game. I think David Haynes Jr., you know, I, I just think they're both going to try to pound the ball. And, uh, yeah, I'll take West by three. And now for our fourth game – of the week four previews, we will have a ranked matchup in Class 2A, Mark, uh, the Mark Panthers, number one, and Class 2A Division Two, and Centerville also ranked in Class 2A Division One. Mark comes into the game 3-0, and Centerville comes into the game 2-1. And, and uh, again, before we dive into this game, Kenny had a chance to, to have a sit-down interview with the head coach of the Mark Panthers, Coach Kevin Hoffman. We'll have that for you right now. Okay, I'm here with uh, Coach Kevin Hoffman, the athletic director and head football coach for the Mark Panthers. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, guys. Yes, sir. So before we get into your how your season started, a couple of episodes ago, we talked how y'all had to go all the way up to Paris to play uh, Chisholm Trail. Now, is that uh, – do you know somebody up there? Or is that just one of the difficulties of trying to build a schedule uh, on a redistricting year? Yeah, it uh I don't know anybody up there. Didn't know anything about them. Uh, you know, didn't know anybody from around there. Uh, basically, what happened was, you know, two years ago, uh, in their initial realignment, two years ago, and and I had a schedule, and and uh, you know, we're playing a, a bunch of three A schools, uh, you know, from around, and then uh, as we played those people. 
the the first year, you know, I asked all of them if they wanted to uh, play again at next realignment. And uh, they all were, you know, we'll, we'll have to see, we'll have to see. So we waited and waited. And then I found some other games. Uh, and, you know, basically when it came around for realignment, uh, I only had two games. Uh, so uh, I was looking and just trying. And then I had, uh, you know, I had three games with the, with the, you know, a 17 district. So we have six games in a bye. Uh, so I only needed four non-districts and I had two, three and four, uh, taken care of. And, and, uh, just it, if you don't get a week one game pretty quick, they're very difficult to find. Yeah, and yeah. so I, I just put it out there on Twitter. Uh, I put it out there with, uh, David Smoke. Uh, you know, anybody just, you know, contact me if they were looking for a week one game. Uh, we'd be willing to travel just about anywhere. And, uh, uh, you know, the coach, uh, PV from Paris sent me a message on Twitter. Uh, and then we got in contact with each other. And, and that's kind of how that happened. Cool. I'm always interested on how those schedules get built. And uh, that's a good story. I appreciate you sharing it. Uh, coach, you basically got a four headed monster there on offense with the. Uh, General Ross, J.D. Bell, uh, your wide receivers, uh, Lundy and Carroll. Talk about your defense. I think everybody knows about those playmakers, but what do you feel? How are you feeling about your defense this time of year? Oh, we're we're happy with where we're at. Three games, we've given up uh, thirteen points in three games, and uh, and we're going to put one of those uh, one of those scores on the offense that uh, just uh, shot ourselves in the foot and bad snap and penalty, and we ended up backed up in our own territory and and uh, and end up punting the ball and uh had a horrible punt punted line drive right at a great returner for uh marlin and uh uh basically he had the ball with a running start and we ain't even got started down the field yet <laughs> and uh we ended up knocking him out of bounds at the one or two yard line and uh, uh you know and it's it's pretty difficult to to stop people four downs from there but uh so we're gonna put that one on the offense so you know our defense is playing pretty solid uh, you know, this past week we didn't give up first down uh, until the second half, and uh, uh, so Coach Coach Martin um, is our defense coordinator, uh, and uh, uh, Coach uh, Williams, and uh, you know Coach Stone, and and Coach Brignac, and Coach Thompson. Uh, you know, uh, th- those guys do a great job uh, of coaching the kids up uh, on defense, and uh, uh, we've, we've been pretty pretty fortunate with our talent. So, like you said, you're off to a three and zero start uh, this week. You go to Centerville, who's the number nine team in two AD one. What do you know about those guys? And have you faced an offense this year that's quite that run heavy yet? No. Well, you know, Paris Chisholm was a slot T, uh, so you know that they get you know in their tight splits and they want to run at you, and uh, so you know that's similar, but. Uh, uh, if you know anything about Centerville, that's that's a whole different animal. Uh, <laughs> they they they're big, physical, uh, physical up front with their linemen, their tight end, their 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 backs all blocked hard. Uh, they run, uh, they run angry, uh, and you know they they're going to be. Uh, if I was willing to bet, they're going to be the biggest, uh, most physical team. Uh, that we'll probably play this year. And uh, Coach Hardy has done a great job there for a long time. And uh, uh, so that's what we're expecting to 
probably at the end of this game, the, the bus ride home will probably uh, be iced up and the kids will probably fall asleep quickly because uh, it, it's, it's going to be a, a, a physical uh, uh, slugfest. Well, Coach, we appreciate you hopping on. Uh, we wish you luck Friday night and uh, the rest of the season, and hopefully we'll get to talk to you again uh, on down the line. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, it's pretty cool. Y'all doing podcasts for Central Texas, and, uh, uh, yeah, holler at me anytime. I'll be more than happy to uh, uh, talk with you guys. And that was Kenny's interview with the head coach of the Mark Panthers, Coach Kevin Hoffman. We appreciate Coach Hoffman for – joining us in today's show and now Kenny let's talk about this game again a, a ranked matchup in class 2a mark 3 and 0 coming off a 68 to 7 win over Italy and Centerville coming off a 44 29 win against a class 3 division 1 opponent in Teague and uh, for we we're talking about it earlier this might be Mart's biggest test until maybe the third or fourth round of the playoffs yeah and they're just loaded at the skill position I mean you look at last week they drubbed Italy who I thought was a decent team, but they just didn't couldn't hang in there with them. I mean, quarterback Jonah Ross, 330 for, and three touchdowns, and he ran for a touchdown. You look at J.D. Bell, 10 rushes for 130 yards and three touchdowns, and then Brandon Lundy, 5, 143, and three touchdowns receiving. They just – it's another one of those teams that's kind of like a three-headed monster, and that's just not all they got. There's other mm-hmm. dudes that are contributing. Those dudes just kind of stood out last week. I, I mean – this smart team, they're a bullet train right now. Literally no one can stop them. They're, to your point, their offense averages 54 points per game. And they've given up 13 total points through three weeks on yeah, defense. Yeah, well, if, like Coach Hoffman said in his interview, he, you know, he really likes his defense. And, yes. and, they, and they got their work cut out because uh, Centerville is going to shove the ball down their throat. And, he, you know, uh, Coach Hoffman praised Centerville. Their players are tough tough-nosed kids, great coaching staff over there. So, uh, they're running back Hancock. You know, he had 300 yards and five touchdowns last week. So, they better get ready because they're going to run the ball. Yeah, and, I mean, Centerville is just a, a great football team. And I think, I mean, if they stay healthy, they're going to make a deep playoff run into a Division One. There's no question about it. I mean, you know, just all th- again, all things considered, this Mart team literally looks unstoppable. And, I mean – Mart's had a lot of great teams, but, I mean, there's just – again, there's whispers out there that this might be the best team they've ever had, and that's that's really, really saying something. You know, especially those teams they had back in, you know, 2017 to 2019 with Shatidrick Bailey and Tyree Korn. Mm-hmm. And th- those guys were unbelievable, and this team this team just might be a little bit better than that somehow. I mean, I mean, but, yeah, that being said, I just don't think anyone can start – stop Mart right now. I and mean, Centerville's a dang good football team. Don't don't get it twisted. They are a dang good football team. But that being said, I think the Panthers roll on this one still. Yeah, I agree. And uh, just like you said, they're a good team, but Mart's just on a different level, I believe. Yeah. I th- again, I think they take this by 14 to 17 points. And, th- again, that's nothing against Centerville. Mart's just a bullet train right now. And we'll move on to our fifth game. Of the six games we'll be previewing this week, we'll have another district matchup: the Colleen Shoemaker Gray Wolves, two and one, coming off a five-point loss to Midlothian against the undefeated Lake Belton Broncos. How about that? Yeah, uh, it was kind of a little. Uh, you know, they won in overtime last week against a, a pretty good uh, Red Oak team. They, they were down fourteen and a half. Yeah, but uh, one thing, you know, when we talked to Coach uh, Cope, 
you know, he said it starts with defense. Well, if you look at their first three games, they've given they've given up quite a few points, 21, 34, and 47. So I think he's going to want to fine-tune that defense. And, of course, you know, you've got Connor Cruz, their stud quarterback, mm-hmm. uh, Micah Hudson, and then you got the, the do-it-all, Javion Wilcox. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had 14 tackles, one interception, and two touchdowns on offense last week. So I like Lake, Lake Belton in this one. Uh, they're going to have to stop the run because Jamarius Stewart over there at Shoemaker, he's pretty good. I think this could very well be a battle. I mean, this will probably ultimately decide the number two playoff seat out of this district because I think as as we stand here heading into week four, I think Midlothian is the prohibitive favorite. And, again, that Midlothian team is Shoemaker's only loss on the season. It was a tight one, too, 32-27 once again. And that was played in Colleen as well. So, and then Lake Belton, they're 3-0, and they've, they haven't played any slouches. I mean, week one, they went on the road and played the number eight team in 5A Division II, Lander Rouse, and won by two or three scores. Mm-hmm. And then last week, they, they were down to a Red Oak team that is very good also as well, and they came back in overtime to win 48-47. And that's another thing we talked about with Coach Cope. He really likes his team's resiliency, and, and it, it showed last Friday night. This is going to be a fun game. I think this game will be high scoring, and you know it. It's definitely a coin toss, pick 'em type game. Yeah, and I think it's going to come down to uh, which you know, like you're saying, it's going to be a high scoring game. And one of these defenses, they're going to have to come up with a big play, mm-hmm. a big stop at some point in the game. And I, I like Lake Belton in this one. I do. I, I'll take that as well. I, I have Lake Belton taking this one by four. Honestly. You know, it's a game that not a lot of people are talking about. I mean, I hate to call us a sleeper because these are, again, two dang good Central Texas teams playing each other. So it's it's it, it's a coin flip for me, but it's, it's a tough one to pick. But I also have Lake Belton by four. And then our sixth and final game of the week four previews will be another good one in Class 6A. The Arlington Martin Warriors will be traveling south to Wildcat Stadium in Temple, Texas to take on the Wildcats. Both teams 2-1 and one and coming off tough losses. But, I mean, you look at the teams they played. Martin only lost by 11 to the Allen Eagles, need I say more. Yeah, and then Temple only lost by 10 on the road against a dang good College Station football team. So, you know, both these teams are battle-tested, to say the least. I think it's it makes for a really fun matchup here in Central Texas. Yeah, they're coming into this game looking for a W. Uh, Temple... That uh, Mikael Harrison Pilot, what a what a player, man! 10, 224 for two touchdowns last week. They got a good quarterback in Reese Rumfeld. I believe he was the district MVP last year. The newcomer, one of the two, threw for three hundred seventeen and three touchdowns. But Marlins got some studs over on their side. They got a, they, both of them have four stars. Mm-hmm. The Marlins got Martin's got the four star uh, Javian Taviano, I believe mm-hmm. is his name. Yes. And then, uh, you know, he's a cornerback. And then you got a Harrison Pilot. He's a receiver. That'll be a good matchup to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got a pretty good quarterback over at Martin and Tristan Biddle. He's a dual threat guy. Michael Barrow is a pretty good running back for Martin. He went for 114 last week against Allen. So this will be a good matchup. Uh, the, the strength of Martin's offense is definitely the run game. They're always big and very technically sound up front. And again, you mentioned that guy, Michael Barrow. I mean, over 100 yards rushing last week, he has almost 400 yards rushing through the first three weeks of the season. So he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. But, I mean, you take out last week out of the equation for this Temple defense. Yeah, they gave up 45 to College Station last week. 
But before that, they they were they had only given up, I believe, 26 or 27 points heading into that game total. So this defense can play, and, and this defense is anchored by Torian York, the linebacker, Baylor commit. He is, you know, the leader of this defense, a very good defense at that. And, again, we, we've, said, we've said it once, we've said it a million times, this is a game that's going to be won in the trenches, especially for Martin, because they're going to want to run the football. So... That's just that's what this game's going to boil down to for me. Yeah, I agree, and uh, I'm going to have to give the nod to Martin this week. I think uh, they're just a little bit better team. I, I think so as well. I mean, they beat Lake Travis, you know, and they again they only lost by 11 points against Allen, one of the perennial playoff teams in the entire state. So again, I, I'm with you. I'll take Martin by 10 in this one. And that is the end of our week four preview. So now we will. Look ahead to our week four pickums, and uh, uh, Kenny, what are the uh, standings after or three three weeks? I should say. Uh, you and Jay are tied at forty, okay. and I'm lagging behind at thirty five. You'll catch up. You'll catch up. <laughs> so the first game for our week four pickums, uh, the first few ones will be the ones we already previewed. Uh, first game, La Vega at Lorena. I'm gonna stick with La Vega here. I'll go La Vega, and so will Mr. Black. And uh, game two, China Spring at Connolly. I will take China. CS for me and CS for Jay. Whitney at West. Uh, again, another toss-up here, close one, but I will stick with my gut and go West. I'm going to go West by a very slim margin, and Mr. Black's going with the Wildcats. Oh, I like that. Mart at Centerville. Again, another tight-knit game, but I am going to go with Mart. Yep, Mark across the board. Clean Shoemaker at Lake Belton. I will stick with Lake Belton. Same for me and Mr. Black. Then Comanche at Toller. I'll take the Rattlers of Toller in this one. I got Toller. Mr. Black has Comanche. Harker Heights on the road to Ratliff Stadium to take on Odessa Permian. Who do you have in this one? I got Permian. I have Permian as well. So does Mr. Black. Arlington Martin at Temple. Who does Mr. Black have in this one? Mr. Black has uh, Temple. I have Martin as well with you. So Two on one in that one. Belton on the road at San Angelo Central. Again, Belton's two and one. Central is one and two. I'll take Belton in this one. Uh, Mr. Black's going Belton. I'm going Central. And another really good Class 4A game. Glenn Rose at Gordonwood Stadium to take on Brownwood. Who do you have in this one? I got Glenn Rose. Uh, Mr. Black has Brownwood. I have Glenn Rose in this one. Gatesville at Mejia. I think Mejia gets their first one of the year on this one. I'm going Gatesville, and so is Mr. Black. Blooming Grove at Wortham. A, a sleeper matchup here. Uh, I believe this is a 2A Division One against a 3A Division Two matchup. I'll take the home team Wortham Bulldogs. I'm going Blooming Grove, and so is Mr. Black. Axtell and Coach Horn heading back to his old stomping grounds at Hubbard. I'll take the Axtell Longhorns in this one. Axtell across the board. The McGregor Bulldogs at Clifton. Who do you have in this one? I got McGregor. I have McGregor as well. Mr. Black has Clifton. Waco High on the road in a district matchup against Midlothian. I have Midlothian big in this one. Uh, yeah, Midlothian across the board. 
The University Trojans on the road at Copperas Cove at Bulldog Stadium. That's Bulldog D-A-W-G-S, by the way. I'll, ta- I'll take the Trojans in this one. Uh, me and Mr. Black are going Cove. And then our final pick'em game for week four, we have the newly ranked Rogers Eagles on the road at Palmer. I'll take Rogers in this one. Yep, Rogers for me and Mr. Black also. And that will do it for us for episode five of the Central Texas Football Podcast, week four edition. And again, we thank you guys so much for tuning in and your continue, continued uh, support of our show here. I mean, again, <laughs> looking back, we started the show. Just We're just two guys that love high school football, just love talking about it. And, just, and some of you guys just love listening, and we really do appreciate that. And again, that'll do it for us. A special thanks to our guest today, uh, Tommy Davis, Coach David Woodard of the West Trojans, and Coach Kevin Hoffman of the Mark Panthers. Thanks again for tuning in, everybody, and enjoy week four of the Texas high school football season. For Kenny Heath, I'm Ryan Fox, and have a good night, everybody.